The question of the day, I guess you could say that, is which game is the game of the evening? Louisiana Tech, Middle Tennessee. Not much local interest there. Although kind of because Middle Tennessee comes to Liberty next Tuesday night. Uh, by the way, tickets for that game, two of them, just 22-22 at InsaneRadioDeals.com for all remaining home football games for Liberty. Also tonight, actually tomorrow night, uh, is UTEP and FIU. We'll hold off on that game later. But the other two games this evening are Coastal Carolina at App State and, yes, Liberty at Jacksonville State. So which one is the game of the evening? La Tech at Middle Tennessee, Coastal at App, or Liberty at Jacksonville State? To settle that question and answer it for us, Oliver Hodgkinson, College Football Network, College Football Reporter. Ali, we opened the end, we opened up the question, so time for you to opine here in the fast lane. Oh, I don't think it's even uh, good evening, good afternoon. Um uh, Dre, thanks for having me on. Um I don't think it's even a close question, to be honest with you. You look at the um, season that the six teams are having that are on on display tonight, including these four teams in the Conference USA. There's there's no doubt in my mind. I don't think there's a doubt in in any fan's mind. This Liberty against Jacksonville State game is it's it's a legit game. It's a legit game. It's a legit exciting game. I'm I'm excited to watch. It's a half twelve kickoff here in the UK, but I can't wait to see these two teams go into action because there's so much to my mind. There's so much at stake in this game. Um, not so much for Jacksonville State, obviously, because under the ludicrous um, FCS to FBS um, regulations, you know, you can you can hop from any conference to conference in the FBS as many times as you like and. And all the without any sort of repercussions, but you can't come up from the FCS to the FBS without being hit with a two-year purgatory, which I think is ridiculous. But we digress. Um, <laughs> not so much, not so much at stake for those guys in terms of what it means for the big picture of the 2023 college football season. But for the Liberty Flames, this is a, a huge game. Um, it's got. It's got ramifications, obviously, for Conference USA and for the Conference USA title. It's got ramifications for me. I think I, I tweeted earlier. Um, earlier this week is this has got new year six ramifications potentially because you look at a liberty team that could potentially run the table you look at western kentucky's a, a really really big game on that schedule but this is the toughest test of what is turned out to be a fantastic season for liberty that could be could see them go undefeated could see them receive consideration for the new year's six i strongly believe that um you look at the, the landscape of college football this year, there's only three remaining undefeated group of five teams. And yes, you don't necessarily have to be undefeated to go to the New Year's Six as a group of five team, but it certainly helps. Um, and how some of the results have played out across college football this year, you look at a Tulane team who aren't quite up to the expectations that they had coming into the season. Anything is still possible, I think, for this Liberty Flames team. So this game is hugely important. It's the toughest test on their schedule so far. Jacksonville State have been, for me, they've been one of the surprise teams of the college football season. I think before the season, sort of eight weeks ago, you don't have this game circled as the marquee matchup of, of the early part of college football week seven. But there is no doubt in my mind that, that right now this is the game of, of the day as we look at this schedule. No doubt for many people because they are combined 10 wins, 1 losses, Liberty against Jacksonville State. How tricky a spot is this for Liberty coming off the emotional win Thursday night? Now they go on the road, one less day to prepare for this game as well, and they get a Jacksonville State team that uh, has been playing very well at 5-1 and one on the year. 
Yeah, Jacksonville State, there's no doubt about it. Jacksonville State has been playing very well. And you mentioned the short turnaround. Um, yeah, it's it's tricky. It's also it's no different to a team playing Saturday to Thursday uh, in terms of in terms of the actual timescale between games. So there is that emotional draining that, that that Liberty team had to go through against Sam Houston. A game that really, you know, they were a what, 19 point um, spread favourite against Sam Houston. And that game went right down to the wire, that great uh, break up in the uh, in the end zone. Um, by Kobe Singleton, who who actually got him the the College Football Network Defensive Player of the Week for his contribution in that game. That's emotionally draining, but you've got to come back in. You've got to pull up your bootstraps because this Jacksonville State team is they're legit. You know, you look at this game from a, a big picture. This is two really really good defenses. Um, I wrote in my preview for College Football Network this week. There's plenty of reasons to believe that Jacksonville State can win this game. Um, you look at the the defense. No one in Conference USA has allowed fewer points um, than the, the Gamecocks. You look at how Liberty have, have tried to run the ball and have successfully run the ball in some of their bigger games. This is a Jacksonville State defense that's allowed just two point six yards per carry to opposition running backs. Com- uh, conference low four point seven eight yards per play this year. Playmakers like Chris Hardy, who is an absolute force in the backfield. J-Rock Swain on the other end of that defensive front. Playmakers in the the, the back half of the, the uh, defense as well. Ram front to back with talent on the defense. The offense, there's a few more question marks there. And I think this is where you see the difference between Liberty and Jacksonville State tonight. Um, but they have a guy in uh, Emily Jackson who, you know, you can't spell Jacksonville State without Jackson. And this kid is the heartbeat of the offense to running back Malik Jackson. He's having a great season. Um, so there's there's plenty of reasons why Jacksonville State can win this game. It's going to be a super tough, um, super tough game for Liberty. It's, it's not one that um, they can take for granted by any stretch of the imagination. They're a six-point favorite. I don't think they cover uh, tonight. Personally, I think it's a tighter game than that. Um, but I think there's one big reason why Liberty can win this game. What what else from Liberty, in terms of the way they've performed, gives you calls that they can pull it out, and in particular, the value of doing something similar against Sam Houston State, even though these are two different teams, Sam Houston State at home, Jacksonville State on the road, just the fact that Liberty has gone through this recently. Yeah, I think I think for me, when you look at this game, there's there's a very clear... Um, difference at what is arguably the most, you know, is is repeatedly called the um, most important position of all uh, in all of sports, and you don't want to consistently glorify the quarterback position. When you look at these two teams, I think that stands out for me is you've got a quarterback in Caden Salter, and I know we've talked about Salter a couple of times on this show, going you know dating back to the preseason. You've got a kid who is in red hot form. He's been one of the most entertaining and talented playmakers, especially at the group of five level this season. Um, the ability to move the chains early on with his legs, the arm talent. I think there's one play that sticks in my mind from a couple of games ago, a really beautifully beautifully threaded ball to Bentley Hanshaw uh, for a touchdown pass. And they showed what Caden Salter can do. He's not, you know, it, it's tempting to think of quarterback arm talent as just being able to throw the ball real far. But, you know, Caden Salt is a kid who can slide it into tight windows. He can throw with anticipation. And and I think in a game like this, you saw Jacksonville State in their last two games, their game against Sam Houston, their game against Middle Tennessee. They struggled at times um, 
preventing a quarterback who can capitalize on big plays downfield. And they got behind in both of those games. They had to come from behind in both of those games. I think Liberty is a team where if you let them get the advantage early on, and they've shown that their defense can be susceptible um, to that sort of early attack, if you let Liberty get ahead of you, their defense is good enough, strong enough, talented enough that they can hold off the Jacksonville State second half comeback, which you know Sam Houston couldn't, Middle Tennessee couldn't, but I, I think Liberty can. Oliver Hodgkinson, collegefootballnetwork.com and at OJ Hodgkinson on Twitter and Instagram to keep up with his work. Um, the, the other part to this Jacksonville State team that uh, should give maybe Liberty fans cause for concern is, and it's kind of ironic, is Rich Rodriguez not building a roster similar to the way that Hugh Freeze did and that they were both former Power 5 coaches, both knew what Power 5 rosters look like, and have now found a way to get a lot of those Power 5 cast-offs, whether it be poor evaluations, not developing, academics, behavioral concerns, changes scenery. They've gotten a lot of those guys to Jacksonville State, and it's made them a tough out. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think it's a great comparison to what Hugh Freeze did with Liberty during his, uh, his time there. I think what Jacksonville State is doing as a first-year FCS team is very similar to what, uh, sorry, first-team FBS team, um, is very similar to what James Madison did last year. And you mentioned, you, you know, you, you, you brought it up perfectly there. It's it's guys who they've brought in with um, Power 5 ability, some Power 5 experience as well, um, and that has just been allowed to go under the radar. And they're building a, they're building a roster similar to how James Madison did where there's there's that experience, there's that talent, um, and they're they're thriving. And you know, it's certainly there's certainly a team that I didn't picture being five and one at this point in the season. Um I thought if anything you looked at the two FCS converts this year, Sam Houston obviously had a difficult year in their final FCS year. They sat a lot of guys, they sat a lot of players, their best players purposefully so that they could attack and hit the ground running in the first year in the FBS. That seemed like a recipe for um, coming in and hitting the ground running. It certainly hasn't been in it. Like you say, it's this Jacksonville State team with that James Madison, that Hugh Freeze type of, of slow build that is kind of built to last as well. This is I don't think you're going to see a flash in the pan out of Jacksonville State. I think you look at what James Madison has done this year, following on from that year to, uh, year one um, success, they're one of the best teams there. You know, we talk about New Year's Six contenders at the Group of Five level. That's who James Madison would be if they were able to to compete for that accolade and that uh, the right to represent the Group of Five in, in the New Year's Six Bowl games. Um, so there, there's certainly a blueprint um, for how you can successfully manage an FCS to FBS conversion and transition. And I think Jacksonville State under Rich Rodriguez really are um, they're bringing that to the table. I think they're, they're, they're maybe a, a quarterback away from being a really, really, really good team because the, the Logan Smothers, Zion Webb, interchangeable. It's the whole, if you don't have one quarter, if you've got two quarterbacks, you don't have one quarterback. That whole whole um, whole theory, I think sometimes you will play true a little bit. And you're going to see some of that tonight, I think, where, where Liberty have this this their guy they've got their guy in Caden Salter where um Jacksonville State do they do they have the belief that they that they can rely on one of either of those two guys when it comes to a sticky patch 
late in the fourth quarter if they've got to duke it out coming back against this limited defense. I know who I'd rather have in my corner, and that's Caden Salter. Certainly an X factor for Liberty. We've previewed that game quite a bit with Oliver Hodgkinson of collegefootballnetwork.com and at OJ Hodgkinson on the social media platforms to also keep up with his work there. Ollie, we'll wrap it up with the idea of duking it out. Georgia Southern at the Dukes of James Madison this coming Saturday. Um, do you kind of get the impression for JMU, and they did this last year, where these games over the end of the regular season, as if being 5-0 and and having a chance to go undefeated in the regular season isn't enough, that they have a unique situation with the stupid NCAA rules where they're not postseason eligible, that all these games are basically their postseason. Yeah, it's a great way of looking at it. I mean, there, there is a there is a small loophole where they, if there isn't enough six win teams that they can, um, if they are bell, you know, if they are at the six win mark, um, they could could be bowling. They could go bowling. Um, I think looking at the landscape of college football right now, I think that's definitely a legitimate possibility. But yeah, every every game for James Madison is an opportunity to say, hey, look. We're a legitimate football team. We're a legitimate contender in college football. We're a legitimate contender in the Sun Belt. This is who we are. This is what we are. We're here to stay. And yeah, every time they step foot on the field is an opportunity to to showcase that, um, to make a statement, make a stand, uh, and show what they're all about. And, and like we said before, yeah, that first year, I don't think anyone saw the success that they had last year uh, ahead of the season. I think even ahead of this season, there were some question marks when you look at the um, the roster turnover with with guys like Toddy Centeno going. Um, but they've they've come back out and they've just hit the ball out of the park every single game. Got a Power Five win on the resume, even though you know looking at how how that team are doing right now isn't um, the strongest of of Power Five wins, but it's still a Power Five win on a Group of Five resume. And um, I think this this James Madison Georgia Southern game is going to be an absolute shootout. I can't wait for that game. You and me both. It'll be a fun week of football starting tonight and continuing through Saturday. And heck, for us, it's basically year round with uh, fifty so days or now forty three days of college football and pro football combined. Ali, thank you for your time today here in the fast lane. It's always good when we can catch up with you. Yeah, always appreciate it. Take care, of- Oliver Hodgkinson, CollegeFootballNetwork.com and O.J. Hodgkinson on his social media platforms. Now, it's time for us to go back and, uh, well, maybe painfully keep receipts on W226BG Timberlake, WVGM AM Lynchburg, WMNA Gretna, Danville, Southside. It's time to keep receipts. We told you we're coming. We told you we're coming. You thought we were joking. And guess what? We keep receipts. God bless you, America. To see how right or how wrong Ed and Trey are with their picks. Do you believe in that? Huh? Oh, no, no, no. Trey, were we robotically bad, good, or somewhere in the middle? 500. Again, I went 11, 10, and 1. You went 10, 11, and 1. So we are now tied at 49, 42, and 2. My best was obviously the Bears, uh, Virginia, the 49ers, and the Eagles. Uh, My worst, uh, I apologize to Dylan Gabriel. You know Jackson Arnold still probably is the better quarterback than him, but Dylan Gabriel played really well. I gotta give him credit there. We'll see when they rematch uh, at the Big 12 Championship game. And uh, both of us, are worst were the Panthers. We were way off there. Your best, uh, I gave you Bama. Uh, they did pretty well there, even though I also said they would cover Jacksonville. You said they would cover. I felt like they would win. Uh, and the 49ers because they blew out the Cowboys. Uh, your worst, William Mary, Commanders, 
uh, Rams and Panthers. So, uh, um, yeah. So uh, five hundred for us. Uh, let's quickly get some picks in. Do you want to? Do you want it the sounder before oh, we get course. out of here? You know it. Nothing provides the intended inspiration quite like a vote of confidence. The confidence I think that the team has. You know, winning makes you feel good. Makes you confident. Now, here's our votes of confidence inspiring you with the certainty you're seeking. Trade tonight to big games. Lay it on us. So, uh, Liberty is a seven-point road favorite at Jacksonville State. Ed, who do you have in this one? I've got Jacksonville State. I've teased this for a while. I liked it at six. I would have taken it there. It started creeping up from four and a half to five and a half to six. I thought it was going to flatline there, but then you kept seeing it going up and up. And for those of us that can still listen and get down before kickoff on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app is how you're listening, or maybe you got in the podcast early at Fastlane Headlane where you listen to podcasts. Um, I, I really liked Liberty, uh, even at those other, or at Jacksonville State at those other numbers. I think it's a tough game for all the reasons we outlined. Short turnaround, now it's on the road. The roster of Jacksonville State is good. Just statistically, if you said Liberty would go 10 and 2 in Conference USA play um, or in the on the season, you take it in the year one of the Jamie Chabell era. Um, it's hard to go 11-1. and one. It's even harder to go 12-0. and 0. Duh. Um, but that's why. I, I would grab Jacksonville State plus seven. I'd even sprinkle some on the money line. I think they're very much a live dog in this one for the same reasons we outlined about JMU where these games start to feel like they're postseason because they can't play in the postseason. Um, I would agree with you, but after the Sam Hughes performance, I think Liberty comes out blazing to start out gets a big lead Jacksonville State appears to start coming back but they just can't keep it within seven so I will take Liberty and I will take the over 58 and a half you going over or are you going under I'm going over as okay. well uh I will say this though teasing for next week I think the trap game is the middle Tennessee game they played Ooh. middle place tonight as well this game uh, middles at home but they're they're sandwiched in between this game and obviously the big game against Western Middle is a one-win team this year. I think they win tonight against La Tech. Um, and I think the trap game is next week. I think I like, you know, Rick Stockwell is one of the best coaches in the country. There's a reason he's been there so long. So I think the trap game might be next week. Trey, that is a juicy, That's a tease. juicy way to wrap up the fast lane, which is how we will do it. Quick pick, Coastal. A five and a half point dog at App State for fun. Appalachian uh, State. Over, over under 61 and a half. I'm going to take Coastal to cover because it's a big rivalry in the Sun Belt. But you got App? I've got App. I go under, actually. I agree with you. I don't trust uh, Tim Beck. For those reasons alone. Yep. So that's how we wrap up today in the fast lane. In the meantime, it is time belatedly to go live to whatever we have. Following us, the CBS Sports Radio gets their lineup set.